Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly dee. Smack him a gob. It's Ralph. And with me is... Oh, shit. I came too quick. Godzilla, baby. What's up? Oh, here, there, everywhere, dude. So are you. You're like everywhere. And here. Yeah. <laughs> and there. Yeah. And uh, uh, I got some exciting news. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I forgot what it was. <laughs> Damn it. I hate, don't you hate when that happens when you have exciting news and you forget what it is? <laughs> we keep knocking them out here. This is insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be up tomorrow if you put it up, dude. Because I'm sending it to you tonight. I ain't messing well, around I'll put with it up these. tonight. Well, shit, put it up tonight. I'm not yeah, editing this shit, dude. O'clock. I'm not editing none of this except for bathroom breaks. I'm putting music under it, and we're just going to let it roll. And that's it, you know? So let's do this. And it's not a fan-paid episode. Yeah, Ralph said, fuck it. Let's do the new Metallica. And why not? Everybody's talking about this album, if you want to call it that. Uh, so, but yeah. but the, the difference is now we're going to talk about it. Yeah, and we're going to tell the truth. Yeah. Everybody else. I, I feel, you know, and I haven't watched anybody's videos yet because Lord knows they're all over YouTube. Uh, I haven't watched anybody's review of it. I've read some comments on Facebook and it seems like everybody's either sucking the dick of this thing so hard or it's the typical, oh, Metallica sucks now. Shit. So, yeah. You're going to get the real shit here. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't messing around. Because I, I know you said, uh, you know, you made a comment in yesterday's episode how trendy it is uh, to be a Metallica hater. Yeah. And, that, and, and, yeah. And, and while I do believe that, I think it's just as trendy to suck their dick and say everything they do is gold, too. I, well, I think a lot of people are just afraid to come out and, and say anything bad about Metallica, just as much as the people who, who honestly don't give it a chance. They just already have it in their minds. I'm going to hate it, so I hate it. You know? Well, I, I actually saw somebody write that. It doesn't matter what Metallica releases. It sucks, and I'm not even going to bother to listen to it. I've seen <laughs> that. Somebody write that, you know, and get many likes, by the way. A lot of yeah. people are like, yeah. And you know who that was? Mark Alden Taylor. And, you know, (laughs) he's the smart one. He knew to leave Keelfest, and he knew not to listen to Metallica. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is, but it's very trendy. But I want to talk about, real quick, when I went to the theater to see it. Yeah. Um, After every, by the way, the theater was pretty packed. A lot of people went. Wasn't empty. And, uh, and after every song, the whole theater would applaud. Oh God! <laughs> I was I was just surrounded by Metallica tards. <laughs> oh God! Was Ruben there? No, nah, he no. didn't. Nah, he doesn't care. 
<laughs> uh, no, I didn't see there was quite a lot of theaters. There's even ones around here that were, were playing it. Uh, I mean, they're, they're the biggest metal band. Love it or hate it, they're the biggest metal band on the planet. And have been for, you know, 30-something years. So yeah. Every, everything they do is going to get praised and scrutinized at the same time. And uh, we'll get into them more, but we do have a little bit of news to talk about. And maybe right. you'll re- maybe you'll remember your good news in, in the meantime. But uh, Angry Ian Anderson. Uh, not to be confused with uh, Angry Anderson from uh, Rose Tattoo. This is the Jethro Tull motherfucker. Uh, he's talking about the misappropriation of the umlaut by Motorhead and Motley Crue. Says it ought to make you either laugh or get angry. And, well, uh, I'm sure he gets angry. Yeah, because he, he's pissed off at the fucking world, always has been. But, uh, yeah, he's saying, you know, because they use it in their... I can't believe it's even called Jethro Tull because it's just him. But uh, it's called Rock Flute. <laughs> but uh, it's like R-O with an umlet K, and then flute is some other fucked up thing with an umlaut on it and shit. And... Uh, it's just so funny somebody would get, you know, that upset about it or even point it out, you know, that you get that much of a stick up your ass. Uh, Lemmy said, you know, he got it from Blue Oyster Cult. He thought it looked cool on theirs, so he put it on theirs. Uh, Motley Crue said they stole it off a can of Lowenbrow, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think there's something fucking metal about it, but I think probably anything metal pisses off Ian Anderson. You you know it would real you know it would really piss off Ian Anderson. What's that? Make make him watch that video of that racist <laughs> in Boston. You know, that singing uh, too old to rock and roll. <laughs> if he had to sit that, they'd have to strap him down on a chair and have him watch that racist from Boston singing that song of his. <laughs> And what we should do is if we can find a copy of that download it, we'll put it up with a new name and there'll be umlauts over everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, put, put an umlaut over the A in racist. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, screw him. Yeah. Uh, man, I saw footage from Joe Perry. You know, he resurrected the Joe Perry project. Uh, you know, in name alone. It's nobody that's from the original project. Uh, but kicked off her tour in Mashantucket, Connecticut. Boy, that sounds white. Uh, anyway, you know who he's got singing for him? Uh, Gary Schroen, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you know that it's now illegal in Tennessee to show footage of Gary Sharon on stage? Oh, really? Only there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the I'm only sure. state? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't like it all over the country, but it's actually illegal in Tennessee. And, and I saw there's a video now of uh, Kid Rock shooting these Bud Light cans that have Gary Sharon on them. You know, it's oh. very, yeah, yeah it's, very, yeah, very disturbing. Yeah, that's oh, true. My God. And, I, heard, I heard Joe Perry's going to do something with Robin Zander. I think he's doing like a Joe Perry Project album. And Robin Zander's going to be out. And he, I don't think he's doing the whole album. Probably have Gary Sharon and right. most of others. But yeah, that's I read that. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of those type of albums. You know, every once in a while there's something's good, but normally there's no flow to it. You know what I mean? Everything's so, you know, 
it just it right. sounds like a hodgepodge. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I watched him. I watched him uh, massacre some, uh, you know, some Aerosmith songs. You know, it's funny because I was like, God, is he only doing Aerosmith stuff? Because that's all they put up on Blabbermouth. But I went and saw the set list, and you know, shit ton of covers. Really, I think he only did like two actual Joe Perry project songs. Um, but I, I thought that was funny as he did Lightning Strikes. You know. Oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah, and it was an, it was an encore too. Nice. And, and of course, you know, it was, it was like really good until, you know, Sharon started dancing and singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's better to handle uh, uh, listening, not w- watching. Oh, man. I don't know why everybody keeps hiring this guy. He must be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'll pay you to let me on stage with you. Because, you know, why, why would you pick that on purpose? Well, he probably also has a, uh, uh, one of those bottomless throats. <laughs> well, he sure dances like it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he can go up his ass and it comes out his throat. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, well, here's something really cool, and I'm going to massacre the name of this fucking town. But did you see a statue was put up of Brian Johnson? No, I didn't. Oh, man, this is killer. This is uh, in... Uh, this page always acts funny when I click on this story. Uh, Namur, Belgium, uh, or in the city's palace day. Ex- oh yeah, this- yeah, yeah. I used to live there, dude. Oh okay, okay. So yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, they put up this awesome, awesome fucking statue of Brian Johnson, and uh, and and this place is you know once again where he had his first concert with ACDC. June 29th, 1980. And uh, this was like a, a fan-funded thing. Uh, you know, just a bunch of fans contributed to have this put up, and it looks amazing. And if you go on the link, there's a really cool video of Brian Johnson. And what a fucking nice guy. I mean, he is just, he's always cool. Every interview I've ever seen with him, he is just like the nicest fucking dude. And he's even saying, like, he goes, you know, I'm embarrassed because I don't deserve a statue. But I want to thank, you know, everybody who did this. And he's going to the town uh, in a couple weeks to hang out with the people who started the the fundraiser and everything and to see it. And, uh, man, just such a nice guy. But, oh, he's looking old, man. You know, you know looking- did I ever tell you a story where I saw him at a red light? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I said, awesome. uh... Hey man, play some flicker the switch in the next story. He's like, I'll talk to the boys. <laughs> he was really nice. It was very brief, but it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk That's to awesome. the boys. <laughs> That's killer, man. But yeah, glad to see him get a statue, man, because uh, he's another guy I think it's trendy to shit on. You know? I, I noticed that in the last, I'd say, 20 years. You see a lot of people, oh, if it ain't Bond, it's shit, you know? And, you know, everybody knows Bond's the fucking man, but, you know, the nah, fuck's Brian Johnson ever done, you know? Yeah, Except, but, no, you know, kick but, ass. Yeah, but the thing is that they're not true ACDC fans. Now, I can understand people not liking the stuff they've done from Brian, like, let's say, starting at Fly on the Wall. I can understand that. But if you can, right. if you love ACDC and not love 
back and block for those about the rock and flick of the switch. What right. the fuck? You're not an ACDC fan. That shit rules. It rules as hard as the Bond stuff. Yes, I think the Bond Scott's better, but it rules that hard. Yep. You know? Yeah, and again, the guy's always been a fucking class act, you know? And, you know, if you want to get, you know, uh, mad at some of those later albums, man, point the fingers at the boys. Oh, oh, you know, you want to know something? Ian, I saw this like maybe a month or two ago. There is footage of Brian Johnson yelling at some lady outside of an airport. Like, I think, I don't know if the lady did. Yeah, she'd probably get something wrong with the car or something. And he was screaming at her, man, like to let her have it. And there is footage (laughs) of that. Brian Johnson doesn't look like Brian Johnson in that video. He's pissed. Yeah, it's one of those TMZ things that I saw <laughs> online. Yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that. Maybe I gotta that see bitch it. Was, I'm, yeah. I'm still on his side. I'm... Oh yeah, no, no. I'm sure the chick fucked up. That's why he was pissed. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta straighten a bitch out. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like That's like true. Rick Allen, like Rick Allen did at the airport <laughs> with, with with one arm. <laughs> He only did it with one arm. That's right. He only needs one. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard it sound like a robot when he punched her. <laughs> oh, okay, let's see. Uh, we got anything else? Oh, God. I saw footage of uh, this concert in Germany. Of course, it was in fucking Europe. But it's all these, uh, you know, and I use this term loosely, rock stars uh, performing, you know, metal shit with orchestras. And you know how I feel about that shit. I can't stand it. No, I'm not Uh, a fan of that either. But it it was called Rock Meets Classic. And this is like a tour in in Europe. But uh, among the singers were uh, Dee Snider, Joey Tempest, Mike Tramp, and uh, Ronnie Romano. Did they do like a classical version of Wait by White Lion? Yes. And a classical version of When the Children Cry. Really? <laughs> yes. I was just yeah, playing you... around. No, you can't make that shit up. Oh, I uh, gotta go watch that train wreck. Yeah, no, nah, the only one I watched, I watched a little bit of D doing the price. Ah, but, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, 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 yeah it's like I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't mind like an orchestra that that tours with a band and you know kind of like a touring situation, but yeah, when you have like guest stars constantly up there, it's like eh, I don't really care for uh, that. That shit's for fucking posers. You never catch Metallica playing with a fucking orchestra. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. that <laughs> Let alone twice. <laughs> yeah, that that did not happen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, you know, you can goof on Metallica all you want now, but dude, and and you know, I'm not gonna be so nice about the new album, but man, I'll take this crap over all that S and M, what is it, the Saint Anger, and those Loads albums. Yeah, I still, I still think this new album's better than all that crap. And yeah, the S and M is the height of them saying, you know, we are, we are musically gifted. You know, type people. When it was terrible, Four Leaf Clover, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> that shit was horrible. And the I Disappear, fucking Mission Impossible, 
Oh, that shit was fucking dreadful, man. At least now they're trying, you know, to get away from that shit, at least. I'll give them that. Yeah, try harder. But, uh, you know, again, the thing with Metallica is just... It, it wouldn't be such a big deal if they weren't so beloved, you know? And if they didn't start, you know... I mean... Let, let's be honest, they're the first ones that broke thrash. I don't care if Exodus did it a couple weeks earlier or what, you know, Metallica brought this shit to the masses. And, you know, they were just looked upon so fondly. And then when they turned, you know, it would be like if uh, Merciful Fate, you know, with Kim Ruzz, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they got makeup on, but they look like poison and they start singing about, you know, jumping the back seat. You'd be horrified. Well, I was horrified when fucking Metallica, like, after Injustice. And even even Justice, I was kind of like, eh, it has its moments, but... But I didn't go... I'm telling you, I didn't like Metallica until I fucking... That, that Hardwired album. That's the thing that got me back, you know? And, but, you know? Yeah. And, uh... I, I mean, I like the song here and there, but... Hardwired is an album. Even Side 2, where everybody complains, I only find one lame song on there. I think it's a really cool fucking album. Really heavy and thrashy in spots and classic rock spots. It's a fucking phenomenal album. And I want to listen to that album again. I, I listened to the new Metallica again today. Another time. I said, you know what? Let's see if something changes. Not Nothing changed. Nothing changed. But... Yeah. Well, yeah, well, else, uh, I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's, that's it for news. But, yeah, I listened to the new Metallica uh, about four times. Uh, um, I will say my opinion changed on one song. Um, you know, but uh, I'm sure it's going to do decent, you know. I don't know. I, I don't know how Hardwired really did, to tell you the truth, you know. I think, you know, we're past the days of even Metallica getting platinum albums. I really do. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I don't know yeah. if Hardwired did, you know. Probably but, didn't. Uh, it, it probably didn't, but it actually did with them counting Hardwired CDs for everybody that bought a ticket to one of their shows. Remember when that happened? Oh, did, oh they did that shit too? Yeah. When, when If you bought a ticket to a Metallica show, I, I got a CD from them. Uh, they gave you the CD. Uh, they mailed it to you. You know, you get it mailed to your house. Uh, so I think they counted that as, you know, CDs sold as well. So it probably did go yeah. platinum on the strength of that. Because, I mean, think about it. Look, look at all the people. You know, because the thing is, Metallica charged a little extra on the tickets to cover the CD cost. You know? So people were kind of like yeah. blindsided by buying it. Buying it. And it probably did go platinum because they were playing stadiums, you know, everywhere. So it probably did well, go platinum. And another thing, I don't know if you're aware of this, and I think this is stupid, but, you know, when you release a double album, you get twice this, the counts for it and sales. Yeah. Like, as, as far as, like, on SoundScan and shit like that, which I think is right. retarded, yeah. you know. But uh, it is what it is. And that was a... Know, same amount of songs on Hardwired than this one. 
Yeah. You know, 12, 12 songs on each, but that, you know, they put it on two different discs, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was hopeful for this one, but, you know, Hardwired, I, I got to listen to it again. I didn't think, I liked uh, Death Magnetic better, you know, and I know you don't like that album. But, I mean, on Hardwired, I love Spit Out the Bone. That's the one that I go back to and listen to. But there's really nothing else, you know, not to say if I went back and listened to it, I wouldn't enjoy it. But there was nothing that made me want to go back to it, you know. And uh, I'm sure you have a lot of those albums, and I do too. You listen to them once, and especially when it's newer albums by legacy bands. There's really got to be something there to make you yeah, go back. Yeah, and, yeah, now, yeah, like, I, like, like Megadeth. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Megadeth. I mean, their albums, their last, the last album wasn't bad, but I don't go back to Megadeth, man, for some reason. I never go back to yeah. that, you know. I, I went back to Dystopia a little bit. I, I definitely haven't listened to the new one again. I went back to uh, Peace Cell the other day. Real, <laughs> real Megadeth. Yeah, but uh, you know, but I. I think it's just a, I don't know. I don't know if it's a timeline thing. I think when an artist puts out an album that you really like, you'll go back to it like you do with Hardwire. You continue to listen to Hardwire. Yeah, yeah, so, I do, man. I, I really, I love the title track. I love Atlas Rise. Uh, Halo Fire is probably my favorite off there. And yeah, I love Spit Out the Bone. Yeah. It's great shit. Confusion, I like. You know, that was a grower. There was a couple growers. We did review that album, and I'm sure I slammed a lot of the songs I like now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think you like it because they ripped off uh, the album we, we just reviewed. They ripped off the album cover. Because <laughs> that's oh, it's a blatant, yeah. blatant rip off of that Crowbar cover. And yeah, that, before we get in, into it, how about this fucking cover? Is this horrendous or what? What? 72 Seasons? Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid, but you know what? I think Hardwired was way worse. That's like the worst album cover. That shit yeah. annoyed me, man. But yeah, this new album's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. I, you know, and, you know, of course, you know, we, we know better enough than to judge the album by, you know, the cover and stuff like that. But, man, I haven't seen hardly anybody online that goes, oh, yeah, this looks good. I almost wish they didn't put the classic... Uh, you know, M on it. They should have put the M they used from the fucking 90s. That yeah. horrible, uh, you know, the load logo. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. To me, this is some Lars shit. You know, Lars was behind the load covers, and, you know, he's the one who's all into art and shit like that. But, yeah, it just looks terrible. It doesn't look like a thrash band's album cover at all. You know? Yeah. Not but, good. Yeah. But, you know, what's really important is the fucking music. And, and, you know, uh, and, I, got, and I also want to say, I have not bought it. I got lucky, oh, man. I mean, I didn't pre-order it with all this love I had for all the singles. I yeah. I didn't pre I didn't pre-order it. For, I mean, you know, also with my move and all this shit that I, you know, I've been very busy lately. I haven't gotten around to it. Now, I'm glad I did it, you know? I'll get it. I'll get it on CD like in a year for two ninety nine on Amazon because I do like some of the songs. You know, I right. like some of these tunes. There are great tunes on here. 
but there's a lot of garbage too, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for the record store day, uh, where the hot pink 180 gram vinyl. Yeah, I, I, I think that hot, hot pink will look good with the with that neon yellow. Yeah, <laughs> that tight, tight, tight. <laughs> you know, I actually have uh, Wasp's debut album on pink vinyl. Why they oh, made really? it pink, I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of. But that's kind I picked of, it up because it was. Yeah, well, I, I gotta tell you, that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Such a killer, killer historic metal album in pink. Fuck you. Yeah. Get rid of it. Throw that away. <laughs> it sounds good. It's 180 grand. I don't care. It's pink. <laughs> right, well, well, get, get a Sharpie. <laughs> Just color, color it, it all black. <laughs> color it all black with a Sharpie. Oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, I got to say... I heard when I heard the first single off this album, I was blown away, uh, and it really raised my expectations. You know, oh, yeah. I, I mean, a little bit of tre trepidation because you're like, well, you know, I think it was already announced how long of album it was going to be, and that always scares me. But I was like, oh man, uh, and even you know, we'll get into that song later, but it definitely. It was hard. It was harder, you know, what you wanted from Metallica, but it wasn't necessarily thrash. It was definitely more new wave of British heavy metal. But I was good with that because at least it, to me, it was non-commercial. Like even, you know, I played it for my son who, you know, he loves all Metallica because he grew up with them during the 90s. So he'll accept anything, you know. Uh, but he's like, eh, I don't know about this one. And I'm like, yeah, because it's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you're too young to know what good Metallica is. Even I, and I kid because he loves, you know, the '80s stuff too, but he thinks the '90s shit is, you know, just as good too. So, right. But uh, even like Saint Anger. <sighs> but uh, my, my condolences. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. But uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's. And I thought. Man, they released four singles ahead of the album. You know, videos for all of them. Even though it's basically the same video for every song. Yeah. Uh, was it like that, too, in the theater? It's all the same thing? Uh, what? When you when you saw it in the theater, were all the videos for the songs like just like the other four videos? You know, where they all, everything looks alike? You're all on the no, same No, I mean... There was maybe one or two more videos that ha featured the band. The other videos on there were all just fucking stupid shit. Lines and effects and it was horrible. I had a very <laughs> bad experience. I had a horrible, horrible experience at the theater watching that movie, that, that, that thing. It was not fun. It was really, it was like annoying me, man. You know, it was fucking yeah. pissing me off. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny that I liked, and I didn't watch it for years because I was really in the thralls of my Metallica hate, but I finally watched that Through the Never. I liked it. Oh, Through the Never is awesome. Yeah, oh, I liked it. I, I hate the storyline, but the, the, the concert footage is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And yeah. Lars is awesome on it. Lars plays amazing on that. You know, I, I watched that, and I'm like, man, you Lars haters... You watch this. There's no way you can say this shit sucks. He was on fire on that show. That that whole show was 
just badass. The whole fucking that everything that happened in the in the middle of the song was terrible though. And yeah, the they lost the skateboarding shit. Yeah, and they lost millions of dollars with that movie. Millions and millions. Yeah. 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 It was a flop. And there's no fucking as fuck, you know. <laughs> well, they went out and did like a Ryan Fest and shit to get that money back. They ran out on the road. Yeah, I remember that shit. They were doing these, yeah, these festivals called the Orion Fest to make up yeah. the money they lost in the movie. You know. Yeah. I think they took a hit on those Orion Fest too, if I remember correctly. Probably. I don't probably. Think, I, I, I don't think they, they made the money there. That was a time when they were just kind of bleeding money, you know? Yeah. But again, we, when you're at the level they're at, you can bleed a little, trust me. <laughs> and look how, you know, yes, they're not going to get the, the sales of the Black Album by car or anything with this album. But this tour, they're going to make a gazillion dollars on it. Oh, yeah. You know? This new one that's coming out, oh, my God, all the packages they got. And, and people will pay through the fucking nose for this shit, you know? It, it's like they're the next generation kiss. Yeah. You know? But one, one thing I will say about Metallica, though, man, for all the fucking hate I give them, they also do amazing things for their fans. I mean, look at these fucking box sets they've been putting out. Oh, yeah. For, for the older shit, man. I mean, look how many times bands reissue shit, and, you know, you're basically, you know, they just slap a remaster sticker on there, and you might get one or two demos and shit like that. I mean, you look at those box sets they did for Kill 'Em All through the Black Album. I mean, in the Black Album, it's like, fuck, I don't want all that shit. But there's like 190-something fucking songs on there. Yeah. You know? And look at the packaging and everything. Like, they give the fans value and shit. And you can go on their website, and if you're a member, you know, you can pick set lists, and you can get all these uh, sound boards, and they do those amazing anniversary kind. I mean, they really... Like, if you're still into what they do, they do offer far more for your buck than you know something like what kiss does right you know? so and and they give so much to fucking charity and stuff like that so it's kind of hard for every like you know thing i want to bash them on there's you know a bunch of other things that they do that i'm like hey man that's incredible i wish i was more into you because this would be great you know like yeah. you know i would i wish saxon did this shit <laughs> you know i would be sign me up you know but uh you know, so, you know, you want to hate them in one hand, but you got to praise them with the other, you know? Right. But uh, any other thoughts you uh, had before we get into this? Anything you want to say? Uh, I was very let down. That's all I can say. I was very hyped for this album because I kept loving the singles, singles, singles. And it turns out that's the only songs I like on here, with the exception of one other one I thought yeah. was good, too that wasn't one of the singles so it's what is it four songs five songs i like on here and how many songs are on here 27 <laughs> 12 12 all right five songs out of right. 12 i like well, one i and, one i really love and uh one thing i'll mention before we get into this something that kind of excited me and scared me at the same time is it was already you know, common knowledge of all this fucking shit that's going on 
in James Hetfield's life. You know, he split from his wife, who he was married to for 20 or 30-something years, has all these kids with. He um, freaked out and moved out of California because they were coming for his guns and moved to Montana or some shit like that. And I kind of thought, well, maybe he can channel that shit into, you know, intense music, you know, angry music. And it could be for the better. Um, And that's one thing, one common thing I've seen about all this album, a lot of reviewers say, but I don't know because I haven't checked them out, is the lyrics. They say the lyrics are like really good and really, uh, you know, introspective and, and some of the best lyrics they've ever done. Could be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know yet. Uh, a lot of times that shit can, can turn me off. Because when I hear Metallic, I want to hear shit like, you know, Ride the Lightning type shit. I want to hear some stupid metal militia shit. I want to hear something fucking metal. I don't want to hear about your fucking problems. And I think that's been a problem of theirs from the Black Album on. You've, you've seen a big lyrical, you know. I think James wants to be taken more seriously as a writer. And I hate that shit. I hate when people want, you know, all of a sudden now they want you to respect them, you know, and they want to be seen as, you know, they want Rolling Stone to give it a good review, which Rolling Stone, of course, gave this album a glowing review. When you know back in the day, they couldn't stand Metallica. But once Metallica started selling, now Rolling Stone kisses their ass all the time. There have been some people that are a little uh, critical on this. Not too, too bad. But some people saying that, you know, uh, yeah, it's nice they put out a new album, but there's nothing new here and shit like that. So I, I always like seeing somebody that's got the balls to say, hey, they took a misstep. Right. Even when they put out Lulu, you know, which I love Lou Reed, like Metallica. I couldn't make it all the way through that album. I still to this day have not heard it in its entirety. I couldn't make it through that shit. But, you know, of course, you know, to Rolling Stone, it was a masterpiece because it's Lou Reed and Metallica, you know? Oh, yeah, Lou Reed has always been their little fucking poster child. Oh, yeah. Rolling Stones has kissed Lou Reed's ass since his, in his exception, you know? I mean, dude, yeah. have you listened to Metal Machine music? Have you heard that? I've heard maybe three minutes of it, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> you know? Dude, you heard three minutes of the same thing for the next hour and a half. It's the same noise going through an hour and a half. Uh, somebody made me do that on a track by track and made me put yeah. it up. Made me put it up against the most pompous album I ever heard in my life. Typothetic Oceans by Yes. I forgot the name of the, I, I yeah. the, of the title. It's something yeah. like Typothetic Oceans. You know? <laughs> Dude, it was. It was the most pompous fucking prog shit I ever heard in my life. Uh, but but it was still better than Lou Reed. It's like, well, at least they're trying. At least they're playing music. This Lou Reed thing. Dude, I used to I used to work for the city of Miami Beach. I used to go to the sewer, the sewer plant. I had to go down in the plant sometimes. The noise in the right. sewer plant is exactly metal machine music. It's just grinding metal. It's not even music. It's like the most ridiculous yeah. shit ever, man. Well, well, here's here's what I love about that, though. As, and you want to talk about trolling your fucking fan base. 
he put that he only put that out as a fuck you to the record company he was fighting with. He didn't yeah, think know, that was yeah. some deep shit. But but you'll hear people who swear up and uh, fucking Mr. T loves that fucking album. You, you, you know, know who loves it? You know who also loves it? Robert Lawson. Remember Robert Lawson? He wrote the Cheap Trick book. He was on our show. Yeah, yeah. And, and I told him, I said, I need to talk to you. We need to do a show. And you explained to me how you possibly can like this. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's just an example of how blind some people are. They can do that. The artist didn't even take it seriously. You know? And it's like... Uh, Neil Young did the same thing. He he had a live album that I bought. And if you bought the special edition, there was one track or uh, a third disc that was all feedback and stuff like, you know, mixed together and shit. Who wants to listen to that shit? Right. It's not fucking music, you know? It, it, you know, and, and then to sit there and say it's genius. It's like, God damn, if David Lee Roth put that shit out, I'd tell you it sucked, you know? <laughs> But you got people out there who are like, oh, oh, how avant-garde, you know, get the fuck out of here. You got yeah, your head that, so far yeah. your fucking ass, you know. But anyway, uh, most of the reviews for this are all four out of five stars. With Pitchfork giving it a 6.4 and Clash giving it a 6 out of 10. Everybody else is just like... Oh, the greatest thing ever. The greatest band of all time. And a lot of people online are saying the same thing, too. You know? But let's see what we think. Ralph, why don't you take the title track, the opening track, 72 Seasons. Love it. Love it. Great opener. It's different. Like, Metallica never had an opening track like this. Uh, it's fast, and, and it goes through a couple little changes. Love what Trujillo does on this song. This is a slamming track. I absolutely love the title track, 72 Seasons. Right on. Okay, I gotta admit, this one has grown on me. Maybe at first, I don't know, maybe it was a little too happy for me, is the only thing I can think. But uh, now I dig it. But... This song could have been, and you're going to hear this a lot on this album, this song could have been much shorter. Much shorter. They're kind of falling into fucking Iron Maiden shit here. And another problem I see here is this producer they got now. And he's the same guy that did the last one, uh, Greg Fieldman. And he's a, he did a lot of shit with Rick Rubin. And he does a lot, he's done some shit with Slayer and Slipknot and all that other shit. But... From what I hear, I just hear a yes man who's controlling the sound. And not, you know, I, I think Metallica, just like Maiden, needs a producer that's going to come in and say, hey, this ain't this ain't up to snuff, you know? Or, you know, you need to shorten this. And I think the problem is with, with these legendary bands, the people are just too intimidated to say that to them. Or they're so egotistical, they won't listen. And, you know, this was co-produced with this guy and, of course, Lars and uh, and James. And when, when you see bands that produce themselves, it's usually out of two reasons. One, it's a money thing because the producer gets paid above everybody else. And a lot of times, you know, especially in the 80s, you would see bands that went into debt because of what they had to pay the producer. And then you get people who are just like, they're so 
much of a control freak. They can't. They just can't sit back. And I think that's definitely what you have in Metallica's case, because they could afford whatever producer they, they wanted. You know, just like I'm sure Bob Rock. I mean, um, uh, Rick Rubin cost them an arm and a leg after they went with Bob Rock for so long. You know, but there's and, a lot. And, and didn't Rick Rubin fuck up like the the sound of that CD or something? Yeah, it, it's very compressed. It's uh, what they call brick wall. Uh, it's like so loud and shit. You know, but I mean, it, it's people have been saying for years that the days of Rick Rubin really producing your album ended in the early 90s. Yeah, it did. Know, now, he just comes in and passes out on your couch, but you can say, hey, Rick Rubin produced that, and unfortunately, that carries cred. You know, there's people like, oh, okay. You know? Uh... But yeah, I just think, I think they, they got to get away. They got to have somebody to tell them no, or this isn't good enough. But, you know, that's, they have to be willing to listen too. But just like, you know, what Maiden's got with, with Kevin Shirley, you know, he just right. hits the button and, and it's recorded. Oh, great, greatest thing I ever heard, bosses. Greatest thing I ever heard, bosses. Great. You know? Yeah. You know, bands need somebody. And again, we We've talked about this ad nauseum about albums being too long. And this one, I think, suffers from not only being too long, but the songs themselves. Now, there's a song on here that's very long. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of long songs, but there's a long song on here I think deserves to be that long. This is not one of them, but I do. I, I've come I've come way, uh, changed my opinion a lot on this song. Now I really enjoy it, but yeah, I do think it's too long. Uh, I'll take the next track, Shadows Follow. Okay, this is some load shit here. Uh, let's see. Does does Lars put the same drum track on every fucking song? Uh, seriously, he's been stuck in this rut with, you know, I'm, I'm not saying live, I'm saying in the studio. Aside from a few exceptions, man, it seems like he's been holding these guys back because it's the same... And, and what you hear him play in this song, you hear throughout it, you know, and people like to make fun of uh, of uh, Kirk, you know, with the wah pedal and everything, and, and deservedly so to a point, but I think Lars deserves just as much blame here, this is just fucking, yeah, this this is an annoying track, and, you know, if I was producing this shit, I'd be like, nope, this one ain't making it, make it a B-side. Well... This is the one I liked out of uh, <laughs> from aside from the singles. I liked the song. It was good. It was rocking. It was crushing. I loved it, man. Okay. Lars Lars has a thing with the snare. You notice that? It's a lot of snares. Yeah. You know, you hear some toms, but it's mostly snare. And it doesn't bother me. I like it. You know, it's got a rhythmic thing to it. I dig it. Yeah, but I mean, he's got to realize that there's other drums on the kit, and they make different yeah. sounds. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he probably can't hit those as hard as the snare. Well, I think what it is is they're up too tall. They need to lower them all so he can reach yeah. them. I think that's what yeah. it is. He's a little fucker. That's all he can reach is the snare. It's down low. Yeah, it's probably the problem. <laughs> all right, take the next one. Screaming Suicide. Love it. But this was one of the singles. This one I got the first time I heard this, I was like, fuck, dude, this shit is good, man. 
Yeah, it was awesome, man. Kick much ass. Great song. Love it. Yeah, this one sucks. The minute the guitars kicked in, I, it was an instant fucking pass for me. I hate whatever the fuck Kirk's doing there. I fucking hate it. To me, this was some more load bullshit. And, uh, oh, man, it just... What a letdown. And, again, I've listened to this, you know, I tried to live with it, do it multiple times, because I did change my opinion on 72 seasons, so I thought maybe I'd come around on these others. Uh-uh. Ain't coming around on this shit. I hated it the first time I heard it, and I think I hate it even more now. Not a fan. But, uh, let's see. Let's see if the next song will change my opinion. Sleepwalk My Life Away. Hark! Is that bass I hear in a Metallica song? How did that get past Lars and James? I swear, for having one of the greatest bass players in the band, you know, that's playing right now in Robert Trujillo, I sure as fuck don't hear a lot of his bass in Metallica shit. But really, have you heard bass in Metallica since fucking uh, Cliff died? And even then, you know, you didn't hear bass like you hear Frank Bello and, or Dee Dee Bernie or anything. But, uh, yeah, you got a better chance of hearing bass in a fucking Slayer song. But, uh, yeah, do we really need seven minutes of this radio jock rock bullshit? This, this, is, this is terrible, man. This could be on the new Mission Impossible soundtrack. Not a fan of this fucking one. He says shit. What do you think, Ralph? Yeah, this is where it got me. I was like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck is this garbage? Yeah, it, it's a fucked up song. And, and, you know, the second time I heard this was in the theater. I heard it once before I went to the theater, then I went to the theater and watched it. Then they, they, this one had a video with they're in, they're in it with all the stupid imagery going around. It's fucking terrible. It's boring. And, I, and listening to it today uh, for the third time, yeah, man, it's just, just not a good song. Don't like it. All right. What do you think of the next one? You Must Burn. Ugh. Man, this one, I've been seeing a lot of praise online. Oh, this is my favorite song. A lot of people love this one. I don't get it. This shit's horrible. It's just, it's nonsensical. It doesn't, it doesn't flow well. It's just a terrible song, I think. Yeah, well, I concur with you, my good man. Uh, this is some overlong fucking butt rock. You've heard this a hundred times from them since the Black Album. And this is the uh, problem they've had since the Black Album, is this Rocky Rolling shit they're doing. You know? Give me some fucking thrash. You know, give me some fucking battery. Give me disposable heroes. You know, don't don't give me this fucking, you know, you know, I, I don't know what the fuck you call it, you know? Uh, I don't know. It, it's just, it's fucking jack rocket shit. You know, I, I saw, uh, it's something somebody said in one of the reviews, you know, one of the, from the professional press, they called it uh, halftime rock. And that's what it sounds like, a bunch of shit, you know, you hear at a football game. Yeah! You know, <laughs> let's, let's get the ball back! You know, and, and then, then you hear two minutes of that, and then it goes into Gary Glitter and Crazy Train. You know? It's, it's just fucking, and why is this song this fucking long? What is, the, seven minutes and three seconds of this shit. You know, it, it's just, it, there's no way it needs, I mean, seriously, can't, you're a producer, that is your job, you know, to make everything sound good, and then to say, hey, why don't you do this, 
Or why don't you trim that? You know, it, it, seriously, somebody needs to tell these fucking rich-ass fucking rock stars that it's not good enough. I, I, I mean, I, seriously, if anybody knows Metallica, can't you listen to this shit and say, no? I, I don't get it. Uh, I'll take the next one. Wait, before oh, you go into before, before you go into the next one, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure when I saw it in the theater and they were talking about it between you know between songs, I'm pretty sure Kurt said this was his favorite off the album. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, one problem I've had with this well, one of the problems I have with this album, uh, and and there's many. There's many. But I think Kirk sounds uninspired on this album. I, I you know, I, which I'm really surprised. But to me, he's really, you know, I, I think what sticks out to my ears the utmost is Lars's, you know, same fucking drum in every song. But man, where's the fucking epic guitar solos from Kirk? You know, I don't know. It sucks. But then I'll go into... In my opinion, the greatest song on this album. Well, it is. It is. Uh, it's neck and neck with one other song on this album. But to me, I, I don't know. I think this one has. Holy shit! Is it? I love this goddamn ripoff. I got the time so fucking much. <laughs> I was wondering when it starts up. I'm like, where do I know that? And I'm like singing it. Like, you know, I've got another record. Oh, like, oh yeah, it's got the time. <laughs> kind of like how you liked uh, Wicker Man when it was called Running Free. They're running wild. Um, but no, I love fucking Lux Eterna. And you know who really fucking shines on this is Lars. This I'll suck Lars's fucking uncut cock on this one. Because holy shit does he bring it. And it's not that same shit you hear in every fucking song. And what he does play kicks fucking ass. I mean, it's pure fucking new wave, or, uh, new, yeah, new wave of British heavy metal. But oh my god, if they if they gave me a whole album of this, I'd be fucking happy. Cause this this is a fucking classic and I the first time I heard it I fell in love with it. And I know I'll never change my mind on this unless I end up loving it even more than I already do. Uh, if if that's fucking possible. But uh, yeah, this is the only song where I don't wish they had another drummer in the band. I love what Lars did. It's a fucking classic, and get this, it's the shortest fucking song on the album. Yeah, it probably has a lot to do with it. It's it's only three minutes and 26 seconds, and it's perfect. And, it, you know, as soon as it's done, you want to hear it again. That's the trick, man. They nailed it here. And some of these other songs, if they could have done that, I might have enjoyed them more. I know it would probably definitely happen with fucking Maiden if they would shave fucking 24 minutes off a song here or there, you know? It's, it's like there's unless the song calls for it, goddammit, it don't need to be. It's not doesn't impress me. Ooh, you stretched out this little idea that long. How creative! No, it's it's the opposite. You know, fucking dumbasses. This song kicks ass. I fucking love it. Probably the best song on the album. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I would have to agree. I probably think it is the best. It's very close with another one. I, I I'm gonna have to get back to you on. What's my favorite song? Because there's another one coming up that I like as much. So, future will tell. Uh, but yeah, okay. I love this song. Yeah, me this too. Song is, me too. This song, um, 
has that new wave of British heavy metal, a little nod to Diamond Head by Screaming Lightning the Nation. Um, not thrash, thrashy drumming, but not thrash. It's pure metal, traditional metal, my favorite form of music. And they crush it. They crush it, and I too. First time I saw it, I was like, oh boy. All right, Hardwired Part 2 here. You know, but uh, yeah, it's awesome. I absolutely love it. All right, the next one is called that are written here crown, uh, of bar crown of barbed wire yes uh yes this know, one is very divisive i've seen on facebook yeah i see people love or hate this, hate this yeah yeah i've seen i've seen those comments too uh me i heard it three times and it's still forgettable i i, I don't like it it's it's just it's just i it's not a fan it's just there for me there's worse though. There's worse on this album, but I'm just saying. <laughs> this yeah, shit there's is, this shit is filler. There, there's worse, but I, I don't know if there's much worse. To me, this is some redundant. This is some load bullshit. Uh, it's it's like they're not even trying. And again, you know, I, I get. I think sometimes a lot of these artists that take so long in between albums feel like they owe it to you, like they have to put out everything they've done since they've been gone. You know, that's another reason I, I loved it when people put out an album a fucking year. You know, they didn't have as much time to write crap. You know, and there was time constraints where shit like this did not make the fucking album. This never should have made the album. A fucking horrible track, Crown of Barbed Wire. Crown of fucking shit is what they should have called this sound. A crown of barbed shit. But speaking of shit, we get into the next song. Good Lord. Chasing Light. What is this jumpy 90s bullshit? Chase that light, pee on me! I, I, I think that I want to piss on him every time he sings that song. What a horrible fucking chorus and a horrible jumpy, bouncy, fucking happy, shiny people fucking crap. This is some 90s bullshit. I think this, this is probably a goddamn uh, Spin Doctor's cover. I fucking hate this song. Ooh. Chase that light, pee on me! This song. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, the the chorus annoys me, and the rest is mediocre at best. And this was the video in the theater where they just showed white lines going up and down during with a black screen, just over and over. Where I literally, seriously, about thirty seconds into the song, I I I, I couldn't watch it anymore. I just closed my eyes through the rest of the song. I didn't, and then I would peek here and there to see if anything changed. No, it was just white lines going, making little staircases. It just, it was the most, in, I'm telling you, it, the video was so bad, I don't know which one I liked uh, worse. I think the song was better than the video. But, the, but, <laughs> oh. but boy, oh, this, wow. this, I mean, this song is bad. But yeah, I think the video, the video, it, it set out to be worse than the song and it succeeded. <laughs> and uh, yeah, fucking hate it. I, though, there's only one song on the album that I hate more than Chasing Lights, and we haven't gotten to that one yet. Wow, okay. But that, yeah, that's my second to least favorite. There's one even worse than that. Okay. Uh, the next one, If Darkness Had a Son, this song right here, dude, tied with Lux Eternal <laughs> for me. Oh, man, yes. It To me, this song totally shows this is a band that has gas in the tank but yeah i love this fucking song i don't know 
I might like it more than Lux Eternity in the future. I can't tell at the moment. But yes, I absolutely love when Darkness has a son. One of my favorites. Wow. All right. Well, I will say this. There is a song coming up that I feel, given time, might take Lux Eternity. Right now, Lux Eternity still got it by, by a neck. But uh, it ain't this fucking song. What the fuck is this marching band shit in the beginning? That's another fucking stupid ass gay thing. I, I hate saying gay, but uh, it's gay. Uh, they got a contest now. Did you see the Metallica marching band contest? Yeah, I saw something about that. Oh, how fucking metal is that, man? Metallica fans used to beat up the band kids. Yeah. That's when Metallica was good. God damn it. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for kids getting into music and playing music and shit, but if you're going to go out there in that stupid fucking hat in the football field, you deserve to get your ass kicked. It toughens you up, you fucking band pansy. And oh god, the drumming at the beginning of this is fucking horrible. Somebody Gene Hoagland these motherfuckers. God damn. What, what this band could accomplish with fucking Gene Hoagland behind the fucking kit. God damn. This is some horrible, horrible, this is some black album. Radio trash. Trash. I think this was the, uh, I think this was the third single. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, Lux Eterna, then, uh, Screaming Suicide, then this one, and then 72 Seasons. And I, I would get, give up hope when I heard this one. And I think maybe that's why I didn't give 72 Seasons. I think I was kind of like, so like, ugh, from Screaming Suicide and this one that I didn't give 72 the, the chance it deserves. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, you like it, you know, fucking day plus, but holy fuck. But it's not as bad as the next song. Good God. Terrible. What the fuck? Too far gone. Oh, too far gone. How does this make it the album? Seriously. Seriously, man. I mean, you stack it up even against some of the other shitty songs on there, and, and you let this fucking shit on there? Come on. This is this is not album worthy. This isn't even B-side worthy. This is a fucking nope, nope. That, that's what I'd do if I was the if I was the producer. I'd hit that little button in the control room where they could hear me. And be like, nope. Next, nope. Try again. Stop. I'd have all kinds of shit, but not. Yeah, that's a keeper. What a fucking turd. What do you think of Too Far Gone? Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking when I heard this song the first two times. Because <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, well, the chorus might grow on me. The rest is okay. I don't feel like, I think the chorus is, you know, and then the little middle section. So when I heard it today for the third time, I was like, dude, not only did this not grow on me, I don't even like these parts I liked before. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking about like, this damn song. Yeah, it's like whatever the opposite is of growing on you. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's what this song was. What what I uh, thought about what I thought about this song before was too far gone. <laughs> all right, I'll take the uh, next one. N all room, right, uh, room of mirrors. Of mirrors. Yes. Uh, there are some changes in the song that I really despise. Uh, and, and there's a couple little parts I like. This song is kind of like good and bad at the same time. 
and it has a very long guitar solo that goes absolutely nowhere. It was like a waste of time. This, and it was long, that solo on this song. Uh, yeah, I can't say I'm a fan of Room of Mirrors. Woo! Well, I concur. I mean, come on, again. Does, does this have to be on the fucking album? You know, there are two parts of this song I do like, though. I ain't gonna lie. The silence before it starts and the silence after it fucking ends. Oh, yeah, that That's part was it. good. Yeah, but, I, I mean, seriously, these guys know better than this. They, they should. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they don't, and obviously they don't, but there's a serious problem with of being surrounded by fucking yes men or believing your own fucking hype. I mean, honestly, I think if you went in a time machine and, and you took this back to Metallica in 1986 and played it for them, they'd be like, ugh, what the fuck's that? Yeah. You know, but, but now, I, I mean, a lot of this stuff, um, I get it, you know, if you take time to do the lyrics, you know, supposedly it's James opening up his heart to how he was in his terrible upbringing and shit like that but to, a, a lot of this shit just sounds for like it sounds like rock for 50 year 50 year olds who are angry because they're stuck in traffic on that commute home like i can't get over to the fucking uh you know the uh what you call it lane uh where you got two passengers <laughs> You know, well, it's like no. they wouldn't they wouldn't be complaining if they were listening to Pod Fluid, the greatest podcast ever. Exactly. That's fluid with umlauts over the U. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we ought, we ought to do that just to piss off Ian Anderson. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do that. But or no, I, we should do a we should do a podcast called Jethro Tall with umlauts over his name. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the problem is here is how do you even if, if you're going through personal strife, you know, you're going through a divorce, which would suck for anybody. But hey, he can afford to buy a new one. You know, he doesn't have to worry about paying child support. He's got the fucking money. I mean, look, he's like, Ooh, they're coming for my guns. I'm moving to Montana. Look how many other thrash bands, you, you know, they're stuck in their rent controlled apartment. <laughs> no matter what happens, you know? And I think that just sets up a breeding ground for better metal. You know, these guys, you know, are millionaires crying. You know, and I, I guess it's it's hard. It's, it's hard. And also, when you know no matter what you put out, somebody's going to kiss your ass. And even if it sucks, people are still going to come see you on tour. You know what I mean? They just don't have that... How, how do you have that hunger... When you know no matter what you do, you're going to turn a profit, you know? And in one way, it could. It could give you the freedom to do some... Well, I guess it does. I guess it gives them the freedom to put out whatever the fuck they want and to not even try. And that's what this song sounds like. Fucking five minutes and 34 seconds of not even trying. But the one thing I'll give it... Fuck, at least it's not seven minutes long like a lot of these other shitty songs. I will say that, uh, you know, I'm going to get rich in Montana, bro. I didn't tell you this. <laughs> I'm moving yeah, there. Yeah, the, the new Thrasher <laughs> Dial probably suck. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going there for music. I'm going to Montana to be a dental floss tycoon. <laughs> yeah. Now that's oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yippee yo kai 
I'll be doing it soon. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, now take the one. This one was like the most dreaded track on the album. Like even when when it was released, the um, you know all the tracks that were on it and it had the length. I was just like, oh no, oh no. This just this doesn't even this nothing about this sounds fucking good. I can't pronounce the fucking name. What was it? In Namamorta. I think it's an Amorta. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. So I saw this and I was like, oh, God, that doesn't sound good. And then you told me, you're like, oh, uh, spoiler alert for Rouse Review. He's like, oh, it's the worst fucking. I'm like, of course it is. You can't pronounce it. It's 11 minutes long. Of course it's going to fucking suck. And then I heard it. This is like nothing I've ever heard from them before. And I love every fucking minute of this song. I, I, I love the fucking the bass that I can hear in it. And fucking Lars even plays Shaft in the middle of this fucking song. I don't know where the fuck this came from. It There's not anything fucking thrash about this. But it is so fucking different. And it just worked. Dude, I had my knife sharpened for this one before it even started. Cause I'm like, oh, I know Rouse right on this shit. I I don't know what it is. I even I, I listened to it again multiple times. Like, am I crazy? Am I just trying to to counter what fucking Rouse says? No, I love this fucking song. Does not sound like Metallica. I'll say that right off the bat. It doesn't even sound like Load or Reload Metallica to me. I've never heard him do any fucking song like this, and I love it. And I can't believe that it's 11 minutes and 10 seconds long, because seriously, it, it seems like a four-minute song to me. And not There's not one second of this fucking song where I'm like, oh, that don't need to be there, or okay, you're getting a little long in the tooth here. It flies by. All the four times I've heard it, I'm like, yep, I don't know what it is, but I love this fucking song. But I will say, sure as fuck doesn't sound like Metallica, but I, I absolutely love it. You well... Yeah, I gotta say, you obviously don't remember what load and reload sound like. That's this song. To me, this song is total load, and then when it goes into that mellow section, it got even more into the load reload shit. You know, and the uh, that breakdown is like, oh, with the little bass, it's annoying, and it's just, and to me, man, it was endless. Sitting in the theater, I'm like, God, man, I feel like just walking out of here. <laughs> you know, it was just went, and the video went on. And it's another one of those stupid videos. I think that the video had like two people inside an ice cube with, you know, snow flowing. <laughs> like stupid visual shit. But no, 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 no. This is, and I heard it again today. Now, this is load reload shit for 11 fucking minutes, man. And it is the, lo- the longest Metallica song ever. And, uh, yeah, to me, it seemed that long, you know? Wow, it's, it's longer, it's longer than anything on, uh, Injustice, huh? Yeah. Wow. I guess. I mean, that's what Lars said before they showed the movie. Yeah. I mean, before showing the video, so, he said, this is the longest, metal- this is the song we've ever, longest song we've ever done. So, I don't know, to live to die, how long that is, because I think that's the longest track on Justice. Oh, and no, I remember uh, there, no. there was something I... No, no, and Justice for All, that's nine minutes, that song. Yeah. That's but I, 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 
I know there's some other long shit on that, and I think there's one on load or reload that's pretty long, too. There's one on load, uh, while torn, real okay. long. It might be very close to that. I think it's like over 10 minutes long, where this one's 11 minutes. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta tell you, I was really, I was really blown away, because I really thought that this was gonna be horrible, and I'm, I'm not, I'm seriously, I'm not saying it just to fucking be different or anything. I really like this, and I tell you what, if, if if this is really load or reload, maybe I need to go back and listen to those because I've really done this one. Oh, I don't, by, I don't, the way, by the way, Robert Trujillo said this is his favorite song he ever played with Metallica so far. He said that in the theater. And I, I got to tell you, I love it too, but it doesn't sound like Metallica, uh, and it's not what I normally want to hear from them. But I don't know. I guess it's just like how you are with. Uh, with memory remains, you know, you love yeah, it, and, and, yeah. and I don't get it. And to me, it doesn't sound like metallic. It's not what I want from them. But this, this is an example of where, you know, if, if they told me on paper this was the direction they're going in, I'd be like, no, 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 no. But when I heard, I mean, I really, really like it, man. And it, it flies by. It does not feel like an eleven-minute track to me. And and there's hmm. stuff on on injustice that I like that feels like it's longer than this. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know what it is about this, man. I was really, really fucking surprised, man. I wanted to hate it. <laughs> Stupid as that sounds, I wanted to hate it. Because, I'm, because you know, at first it's like the audacity. Like, God damn it, do we need enough a fucking 11-minute song here, Iron Maiden? You know? And and apparently, I guess, I guess we did. I like this one. But well, There uh, you go. Oh. Well, that is our review of it. So uh, I think it's safe to say that we're both disappointed in this. I mean, there, I, I like two songs off of it, or three songs. Three songs I like off of out of twelve. I like five. Yeah. So you like two more songs than me. That's not a glowing review of this album. No, nope, um, it's not. But it doesn't matter what we think. Uh, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a success. You know. Yeah, and, if, and all you that love the whole album, that's awesome. And all you that hate the whole album, you're just being biased. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 do, I would say that. If there's nothing you like on here, you know, I think, okay, come on, you're just being a fucking hater. Yeah. But if you like it all, you're a fucking cheat. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, about the best I can say. Yeah. So, uh... There you go. Now, you know, will will our, our opinions change on this? Honestly, I don't know, because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to delete all the songs off my fucking phone except for the three that I like. So I don't know when I'll go back to it. I think I probably will go back to uh, Hardwired and, and give that another listen to. Um, you know, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And, and I might see him on this tour. I might not, you know. A after the first listen to this, I was pretty like, fuck that, I ain't going. I ain't. But the more I think about it, you know, the chance of, you know, seeing two nights and, and no songs repeated and seeing them with my son, you know, kind of, you know, that makes it worth it to me, you know. So I might go, and definitely to see Pantera. You know, my son wants to see Pantera, so he never got to see, you know, real Pantera. So I'll probably go for that. 
but uh, I don't know. I hope they don't play a whole lot off of this. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. If, if I had my choice between them playing a lot of this and a lot of load, I'd rather hear a lot of this than a lot of load. Yeah, that, yeah that's what yeah, I was you know. saying earlier. I was saying that earlier. It's like, you know, there's a lot I don't like on this album, but at least it doesn't sound like all that load and insane anger and Mission Impossible yeah. 2. You know, that's like that. It, it doesn't sound like none of that. So at least, yeah. at least you know, it, there's that, you know. I'd say one thing that scares me they've been doing uh, lately, I've seen on Setlist, is trying to resurrect shit from St. Anger. You uh, know, and I'm just, I'm just like, come on, let that shit go. But I, I, again, I think it's an ego thing. I think they can't take, you know, that it's that shit on. That they're, they're, they're like, no, we're going to show you how good these songs are. No, yeah. don't. No, uh, and I had to study that stupid album not too long ago for a track by track. St. Anger versus Crazy Nights. I think Crazy Nights Ooh. won. Yeah. You know, and the, and the bitch of it is, at, I'll say this, at least I like one song off of St. Anger. I don't like any songs off of Load or Reload. Not, not well, a fucking one. There's, there's, there, that's one more than I like off of St. Anger, let me tell you. Really? I like yeah, nothing on there. The only song I like is the last one, All Within My Hands. And, and I think there's mis I, I think there's a great song in there I think could be recorded a lot better. Uh, I mean, there's no fixing that fucking trash can drum shit. You know? But, uh, yeah, so there you go. It's Metallica. No matter what we do, there's always going to be the biggest metal. I don't think there'll, there'll never be another metal band as big as Metallica. Ever. And it doesn't find it. It really doesn't bother me, and it never has. Even when I hated Metallica and they were playing stadiums, I was like, well, at least, you know, they'll play, you know, some thrashy stuff from the 80s in, the, in those stadiums. I didn't go to those shows, but I wasn't like, a, I never really was a Metallica hater, hater, like these people yeah. online. I just like, yeah, they suck. Yeah, no, just give me that early shit. That's how but, it was, yeah. all the way up to hard work. You know, it's, seeing what happened with Metallica kind of almost makes it worthwhile that, that John Bonham died. You know, because just, well, hear me out here, hear me out. You know, look at fucking In Through the Outdoor, okay? And say they survived in the 80s, and I know fucking, you know, Jimmy Page like, oh, we were going to come back with a hard album after that. But could you imagine what... Led Zeppelin's legacy would be if they did like some fucking hot space shit. Yeah. <laughs> like in the, I mean, look how hard the '80s were on a lot of bands, especially bands from the '70s and shit like that. You know, because that's oh, what Metallica—that's what Metallica's done since the '90s—is put out nothing but in through the outdoors and crazy nights and cold lakes. You know, God, what if that would have happened to Led Zeppelin? Yeah, Led Zeppelin, I think would have definitely done some garbage in the 80s and oh, yeah. would have been, you know would have been measured up with the 70s stuff you know it, oh, it, yeah. it would it wouldn't have been received as well as the 70s stuff you know oh, no and, and if you look like you know look how much Paul robert plant had during uh in through the outdoor because of jimmy page's drug addiction and look at robert page's solo i mean uh, robert plant's uh solo career during the 80s look how much fucking weird shit he fucking did. Yeah. You know, and if, if Zeppelin would have got dragged in that, oh my God, I saw a funny-ass story online the other day. Um, 
it's when he, uh, I think it was his third solo album, Shaken and Stern, uh, came out. And there was a song on there that was inspired by the Talking Heads. And I forget the name of the song, but I listened to it and it was like, it was horrible. But they were doing a world premiere on this great station in Chicago called The Loop. And a caller called in and he goes, whatever the hell that was, don't do that no more. This shit's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And said it to, I mean, could you imagine saying that to Robert Plant? But you got to think though, this is like 85. So, I mean, they're legends, but but it's still not like, you know, each year the the Led Zeppelin legacy gets bigger and bigger and they're more like gods and shit, you know? But yeah, this guy just called and said, "Uh uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> that's yeah. <just> horrible. That's funny. <laughs> and, I, and I love that guy to have the balls to say that and not to be a, you know, not to be a fucking sheep, you know? So, you know, if Metallica would have gotten a plane crash, if they would have fucking skinnered out after Injustice, you know, they would be looked upon like Led Zeppelin. Well, you but, know, you know you what know. I was thinking, you know what I was thinking the other day? What if Vince was the one that died and not Razzle? What would they think of Motley Crue today? <laughs> you know, because look, look when that shot at the devil. Oh. You know. Oh yeah. If people would have oh, thought, God. you know, let's say Motley Crue went and got another singer, and did Theater Pain, Girls, 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 Doctor Feel Good, all that, everybody'd be like, dude, Vince is missed. Not knowing yeah. what, what, not knowing how Vince really turned out by staying <laughs> alive. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, but you're absolutely right, man. If, if that's all you had to go by, like, oh, this was a band on the brink of genius. They yeah. would have been the biggest band in the world. You know, yeah. and the funny thing is, is for a time, I, I mean, really, Motley really only got dethroned by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, no, look it at took it. Them, you know, it they took were the biggest years. thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they were the biggest, I mean, we're old enough to remember how huge Dr. Feelgood was. Yeah. But then, you know, you know, the lineup imploded, and I think no matter, even if the lineup wouldn't have imploded, and they did another album with Vince after um, Feelgood, it would have tanked, because there would have been the, you know, the whole Nirvana grunge blowback and shit. Yeah. You know, there, there's, there, there's very few bands who, you know, if you look, even Guns N' Roses didn't, you know, survive that shit. Even though they were at the the peak of their popularity when that shit hit, but you know you can never say they could beat grunge because Axel was too scared to put out an album. You know, I but think, yeah, I think Guns I think Guns N' Roses would have done fine uh, if they stayed together and released albums through the '90s because they were just too big. You know, but you know, Slash well, had to be that shit. I you know? think, yeah. I, I think maybe if they would have done what Metallica did, because Metallica did do the smart business move. You know, they really did. Uh, you know, what, and especially once, and, and they've always been smart about that. I mean, look how one hit, you know, and we were both there for when one hit. And that turned on so many more people to Metallica. And they're like, hmm, slow it down a little bit. Get more put out put out a video. Hmm, more sales. You know, look how the black album blew up. And then they saw the change in music style. Hmm. Let's cut our hair, distance ourselves from everybody else. You know, hey, it worked for Bon Jovi too. 
Bon Jovi changed this. Bon Jovi changed his sound, cut his fucking hair, wouldn't have anything to do with any of the bands from the 80s. You know, he just went in a more like, you know, Brian Adams. Well, he was already fucking Brian Adams, but you know what I mean? He already went, he went to an even more just, we're going to be a pop band, then we're going to be a country band. But Metallica said, oh, we're, we're going to get on Lollapalooza and we're going to take out Days of the New and cut our hair and, you know, we're going to do alternative stuff and... You know, so they always they always did smart business shit. Yeah, that, that that is you know taking out those shitty newer bands that were very popular at the time was very yeah. good for Metallica because you know all those people into Avenged Sevenfold and shit like that. All right, oh, yeah. watch Metallica. So they got Metallica. Oh, I like a couple of Metallica songs. These Avenged Sevenfold fans, and they get turned on to Metallica. They. They know what they're doing, you know. A lot of people scream, oh, it should be this, should oh, be that. Yeah. yeah, they could take Exodus out on the road, but that ain't going to bring no new fans, you know. Yeah. It'll be, you know, it won't it won't help Metallica's cause at all, actually, you know. Yeah. Because, and uh, and if you look, look. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, Exodus-type fans that right. they, hate, they hate Metallica, so they'll go see Exodus, and then when Metallica plays, They'll say, ah, they suck. Yeah. You know. But uh, if you look, they're doing it again. I mean, yeah, they're taking out Pantera, but Pan- it, that's smart. That's smart because there's a whole generation out there that wants to see Pantera. And to them, the, you know, it, it's kind of like, you know, uh, Guns N' Roses. As long as you got the top hat there, you know, we're okay. Then right. as long as you got Phil there and, yeah, Rex, you know, oh, yeah, I'm seeing them. And, but they're also taking out that horrible Greta Van Fleet. You oh. Know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're still doing that shit to this day. You know. Well, but, I hope I hope Greta Van Fleet is not over Pantera. No. No, 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 no. They played Thank before. God. They played sure. before, but uh, there's. Uh, let me see here. I think on the page I'm on. There's a. There's a. Oh God. Um, here, here's a list of the bands that are opening up for them. Uh, you know, some are in the U.S., some's in the European leg. Pantera, Five Finger Death Punch. Ew. Ice Nine Kills. They're horrible. I don't know. That. I don't know. I don't, oh, I don't. they're horrible. And they're, they're like, uh, they're like Five Finger Death Punch, but they paint themselves up like fucking Mudvayne and they sing all horror lyrics. But it's terrible music. Uh, Greta, Greta Van Fleet, The Architects. I've, I've never. They're a British metalcore band. I've never heard of them. Never heard of them. Vol, Volbeat, who's fucking yeah. horrible. I saw Volbeat the last time I saw Metallica. They were terrible. Yeah, and uh, and they're taking out Wolfgang. Yeah. That's so awesome. they they know what they're doing though. You know, Five Finger Death Punch sells out arenas by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Sad but true. Sad yep. but true. You know, and and their albums go platinum. Correctly. Yep. You know, they probably sold more records, you know, of their last album than Metallica sell on of this. Yeah, probably. You know, you know, unless you do that horrible, you know, what you were... I, I can't stand that you giving out the CD with the ticket shit. Because Prince did that same thing and like, wow, what a way to bullshit your fucking sales. Because you know yeah. damn well there'd be plenty of people going to that show who would not buy that album. Of but course. now 
you're saying, oh, they're going to just because they're going to the show. That's total horseshit. And I called bullshit when Prince did it, and I called bullshit when Metallica did it. Any band that does that, that's desperation. That's like, oh, I gotta say this record sold. You know, if you really believe in it, put it out there. People will buy it. You know, you gotta re- yeah. you gotta remember too. You know, for as many you know, Mr. X motherfuckers there are, there's a lot of people throughout the country who don't have internet access and shit and still go to Walmart and buy shit, like Journey Records and Kiss Records, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, whatever, it is what it is, it's a half-ass fucking Metallica album, and it's a shame, but, uh, hey, we it got- could be, It could be worse. All I can say, in the history of Metallica, it could be a worse album. Yeah. But I I will say this. To these people I've seen online saying this is the best thing they've done since fucking Injustice or Puppets. I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah, you're out of your fucking mind. You're out of your fucking mind. You know, know, you know, there's also that excitement of new records that you love it more. And then when time goes by, you don't listen to it anymore. You know, it's one of those cases. Yeah, that's what I did with the Black Album. I ain't going to lie, man. When I heard fucking when I heard Inner Sandman, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best fucking song ever. Oh, it's so catchy. It's so good. And. Man, for the first couple months, I played the shit out of that album. And then it's like, "Mm, I'm going to put on puppets. (laughs) You know, I'm going to put on, you know, Lightning or Injustice. It didn't stand the test of time. And that's that's all you you can, how you can really judge it. Does it, will you still listen to it, you know? And that's what I love about, you know, whether I think the same or not, they got to you with Hardwire. And I think that's great, whether I like it or not. At least you still go back and listen to it, man. There is so many, it, it, handful, handful, if that, of legacy bands now that put out new albums that I go back to. Uh, but when it's good, it's good. Firepower, I still go back to. Judas Priest. Yeah, I was going to say Angel Retribution, too. That's an awesome album. Oh, I love Angel Retribution. Yeah, Killer. those are ones I go back to. But, you know, do I go back to Nostradamus? No. You know, do I go back to, um, what was the one after that? I didn't hate it, but it just didn't grab me. Um, uh, uh, Retribution, was it? Angel Retribution? No. After, uh, God, what was that? The one, the one before Firepower. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, that's Angel Retribution. No, no, Angel no, Re- no, no. No, uh, God damn it. I know what you're talking about. What was that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, I didn't hate it, yeah. but it didn't grab. It didn't grab me. It didn't make me right. go, "Oh, I can't, I can't wait to see that live." Like the way Firepower did. You know, I'm like, right. "Oh God, I want to hear this live." You know, and oh, I mean, and that's one of those. Hey, I got it from Mr. X as soon as I could. I and I bought that motherfucker on vinyl too. You know, right. And, and we're even. You know, when we get into our pick of the weeks, I'm gonna have a pick of the week that I honestly. Can't tell you if I'll be listening to it two years from now. But right now, I'm like, okay, cool. Right. You know, but it's, it's always, I hate when the bands give that, well, why make a new album? Because nobody's going to like new stuff anyway. They will if it's good. I mean, think about all that shit during the 80s, you know, during the golden years. 
people put out new albums that had new classics on it. You know? You make new classics by putting out quality material, not by throwing out everything in the kitchen sink like they do on this shit. You know, every, okay, here's everything we recorded in the last, you know, eight years. That's not good enough. You got to whittle that shit down. Live with it. You know? Yeah. <sighs> uh, you know, you know. I'm gonna bring up something that happened to me uh, a couple hours ago. I yeah. got a me- I got a message from Bobby Gustafson. Oh, nice. And he said, uh, "Man, the new Metallica's so bad, it's making the new Overkill look good." Bah ha 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 Right. <laughs> and then I wrote back. I go, "That's bad," because I really don't like this new Overkill. You know. And then he wrote back. Well, honestly, I didn't. I haven't listened to either one of those albums. And then I told him, yeah, dude. And then he goes, but I've heard, you know, recycle rip, blah, blah. And then I told, you know, we went back and forth. And of course, I became a little fanboy. And I said, they peaked at years of decay. It took two guitar players to replace you, dude. And he was talking about how Rob totally uh, ripped off his sound uh, on the Horoscope album. Yeah. Well, Rob, Rob was a guitar tech. Yeah, yeah, that's why he said it. he goes, Rob, my guitar tech worked off my sound on the next album. Yeah. So yeah, I don't talk to Bobby, but he hasn't heard either Metallica or Overkill, but yet he wrote me that, which was odd. And I was like, <laughs> well, I, I heard them both, you know. Well, that just shows you, uh, you know, haters going to hate. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to hate anything Overkill, obviously. I guess with reason, you know. He's got oh, yeah. a big beef, but... You know, they, you know, I told them, I said, dude, there's a lot of albums I like from Overkill after you were gone, but none yeah. are as good as Year of Decay. That, that's my favorite right there. That's the shit. Yeah, you know? I, I tell you what, when we did that review, it really it really changed my mind, because I was always like, oh, Horoscope's the best. And I still, I, I stand, I love the fuck out of Horoscope, and I love that lineup with uh, Rob and Merritt on guitar. But man, Going back and listening to Years of Decay again and it really sinking in, I was like, oh, fuck, this is the best. This is the best. I ain't going to lie. You know, and I love Bobby's sound, and I, I think that is missing from the new one, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, but, good uh, shit. Yeah, so that's our review of uh, Metallica's 72 seasons and 77 minutes long. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they should have. Should they should have at least made it seventy-two minutes? What the fuck? They even <laughs> yeah, fucked up there. They could have cut some songs. Yeah. Uh, but let let's see. You know, I, I think it would be, you know, it'd be funny to do another review. Uh, you know, pull a you know who, and and do like the fucking three-year or four-year anniversary of this. Yeah. Yeah. And see see if we even like the shit we like now. You know, from then you never know. Because it is, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard, you know, to, uh, you know, to give a real honest review with something you've only lived with for, you know, a week or so, you know, like I always go back to, you didn't like, um, you know, fair warning the first time, you know, so shit like that does happen. Uh, I, I think I find in my older age, it doesn't happen as much, but I also wonder if it's because I don't give it the chance I did when I was younger either. You know, I think I, when I was younger, I was more like, hey, I'll give it another chance. Where now it's like, I, I'm going to die soon. <laughs> you know, if I don't like it, fuck it. Yeah. You know, there's too much other shit I want to hear. 
But uh, now it's time to go into pick of the week, baby. You got it's one? Only, Are you going to sing yeah, my song? No, I'm going to sing the song. But and now I'm going to do it like a groovy, just picture yourself in a smoky little bar in the early 60s. Ooh, I'm there, yeah. baby. Yeah, here it goes. Right. It's the only time that it's okay, groovy cats. Say E.M. before Ralph, skippity doo wah. There you go. Pick of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, my pick of the week is one that uh, I was alluding to earlier where who knows if I'm going to be listening to this in two years. But I have to say, out of the two albums that came out on the same day, this and Overkill, I would definitely take Overkill over this. Now, Ugh. that being said... Uh, my now my opinion could change on it. I could like it more. I could end up liking it more. I could end up liking it less. Uh, you know, unfortunately, because I knew we were going to review this, I've listened to the Metallica four times. I've only heard the Overkill once. Uh, didn't grab me that much the first time. Now I didn't dislike it. It seems Ralph like you you really just disliked it. I liked it. But I wanted to like it more. But there are there's a song uh, in particular. I mean, I love uh, the singles that they released. I love the title track. I love uh, the surgeon. I know you didn't care for that that much. I love Wicked Place. There's a song on there that's pretty different for them called Fever that I really like a lot. And but it's different, you know. I ain't gonna lie, it's different. There's some more singing on it and shit. Um, but it's definitely thrashier than this metallic album but you know just because it's thrashier doesn't necessarily mean it's better you know what i mean because i've said that a million times when you joke with me about oh you just hate metal and i'm like no i i don't hate metal but just because something's metal don't make it good you know you still got to have good songs i i like the album but i kind of look at it as like it could be more especially with with the time that they had in between. Uh, I think there could be, it's like solid musically, but I want to hear some more of the changes. You know, kind of stuff like what you heard on, um, you know, on Years of Decay, how you would have like the slow build up, you know? I don't know, I just think they were taking more chances. And this kind of seems like a safer record. Not bad, but it just seems like playing it safe. Like, you know what, we're just gonna put an album out and you know, I don't know. I would have liked more chances and more stuff on it. I don't hate it, but I'm not totally in love with it. But I would still definitely, definitely recommend that over the new Metallica, for sure. Now, like I said, time time will tell. If I, you know, I could end up love. I see a lot of people loving the new uh, Overkill, but again, is it cheap? It's you know, is cheap. it just because? Oh, yeah. it's total cheap. I've seen people like, dude, I actually saw one guy write, New Metallica sucks, now I'm going to play some real shit, I'm going to put on the new Overkill. Haven't even listened to it yet, but it's better than the Metallica one. And right. I know there's a lot of people online that are saying Overkill's better without even hearing the Overkill album. I'm positive about that, but people just love the shit on Metallica. And I, well, wanted to, and I was like, dude, I was very hopeful with the new Overkill, to tell you the truth, because they took a little longer for a change. Yeah. Because they were shitting out these albums back, you know, bam, bam, and they were getting a little too samey, samey, and nothing 
nothing memorable for me, so I was excited. And I did listen to yeah. the show twice. I put it on twice. And it just does. Okay. Absolutely. I like Wicked Place. Because yeah. there they're doing something a little different. Sounds kind of like I hear blackish a little bit. You know, I can tell. That one is like, I didn't love it or anything, but I tolerated it more than the rest of them. And no, man. No way I would put that new overkill over the new Metallica. Even well, with all its flaws, I, I, I know. put Metallica over it. I, I know, I know we kind of differ because you weren't too happy with Grinding Wheel. I hate and it. I, oh, I love Grinding and Wings, Wheel. And Wings of War was even worse. Now, now see, Wings of War, I still haven't got into. That, again, it's kind of I kind of felt the same way. I didn't hate it, but I wanted more. But you never know with Overkill because they do put out, they shit out albums constantly. But look, in the middle of shitting out, they put out fucking Ironbound and fucking Electric Gauge and White Devil Armory, which I think those were three amazing ones in a row. You know? Uh, yeah, but there, then there was Relics before that. Wasn't that great? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I didn't hate those albums. But to me, like, I look at it, I'm like Relics and Killbox, kind of like the way I look at uh, Wings of War. Don't hate it, but it's just not, it, there's nothing bringing me back to it. Like, yeah, that's the Will, thing. I still I don't, go back. That's the thing. I don't go back. I really don't go back to Overkill, man. If I do, it's going to be the Cubs and shit. And maybe right. from the underground I, I, below. WFO is really good. Uh, from the underground below is probably the most underrated one. I think that's an awesome album. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, it just I, got spotty after that. I I really like uh, Necroshine. I like a lot. Yeah, Necroshine is good. One that, that really, good. one that really grew on me, and one that went down a bit. One that went down a bit for me was WFO. I definitely yeah. that that that's my my least. I mean, there's some, like Gasoline Dreams on there, which is one of the best songs they've ever done. And there's some other shit, but I don't think it's as good as I hear Black or Horoscope. But what I definitely went up on was Killing Kind, which is very divisive in their yeah, catalog. That one's, you know, yeah, people, that one's okay. Uh, that one's okay. Yeah, I, I went back and listened to that, and I was like, damn, this is better than I remember it being. You know, they took a lot of shit, you know, from saying they were being too 90s on that album, a little bit too Pantera. But I went back and listened to it. I was, you know, songs like "Battle" and shit like that. I was like, mm. uh, "Battle like. had Battle had like white zombie shit in there." You know, the talking. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. No, I liked it. I like that. To me, from the underground below, to me is the last really great. Yeah, but also, underground below has what I feel is the worst fucking song of all time by Overkill. So, but that stupid ballad. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, it's horrible. Or something? Oh my god! Yeah, that's some, that's some fucking cherry orchard shit right there. Like, I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather hear cherry orchards than fucking promises. Sorry, but, man. It's all about Gustafson, man. Oh man, we get, we gotta get Bobby on the fucking show too, man. Because I saw him, he was on a show, and I feel so bad because. I forget their names, but they're friends of ours that we see at Rocket Pod all the time. Uh, and, and the guy, I feel terrible about this. He shares our show, and he came up to me, and, and I think you were out having a smoke, and he came up, hey, how you doing? And, uh, you know, I saw they had Bobby on their fucking show. 
And you could tell, you know, they, they knew some shit, but not like you and me, you know. I hate, you know, I'm not trying to slam them, but, you know, I think you and me, that's more in our wheelhouse than in their wheelhouse. But somehow right. they needed Bobby. <laughs> you know, it's like, fuck, we need to get Bobby on the fucking show. You know, because I, I like, he, he seems like a real fucking prick, and I'm saying that in, in the the greatest compliment you can give somebody. Like, in a good way. He's a fucking prick who would be fun to have on the show. Uh, he, yeah. He's very he's very nice. When I, when I, when I hang out with him, it's... You know, I, I, I kind of like, dude, the way he like, I feel honored, you know? I mean, I went up to him, you know, when I first met him, told him I was a fan, this and that. And then after that, he's been very, you know, friendly toward me. And he'll sit there and he'll tell me his problems with Johnny Z and, you know, and, and yeah. Chuck, you know, he, he really goes off. And, 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 and with the overkill situation, he's very blunt. I don't know if he would bring that out on the show, but man, that shows he. He tells me how he gets ripped off, gets checked for like twenty cents, still, you know, for over. Yeah. It's like it's very insulting how, you know, Bob well, stole the rights and uh, just a lot of crazy shit. And 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 that's what I I mean by by prick. I don't mean it like in an asshole way, but he's got that New York. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna tell right. you how it is, kind of thing. And I love that, you know. Yeah, he, he's uh, that way. He is that way. He's a cool dude. Very cool, nice guy, man. I, I, I and, always love bumping into him at shows. And if you're going to call your bands, you know, Satan's Taint, you know, you got a fucking sense of humor. Yeah. And what's funny is uh, he said on this other show, which, again, I feel bad for not knowing the name of, but uh, somebody told him they should have called it Satan's, I forget what it was, but it was even worse but Bobby loved it. He's like, oh, fuck, I wish I would have called it that. I'm like, oh, God, no. That's, that's worse than Satan's Taint. <laughs> and Satan's Taint was really good, too. Good yeah. shit. Both those albums are amazing. The second album has a sequel to Skull Crusher, and it's badass. I, I feel bad because I, I got both of his albums, but I bought them off of... Uh, um, Bobby, Bobby Elson. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him the money. I feel terrible. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, you got a pick of the week? No. I have to think about it. Uh, you picked something? Yeah, Overkill, Scorched. Oh, the new one. Okay. Um, yeah. Fuck! I've been talking about it a lot during the show. Hardwired. That's my pick of the week. Uh, way go. better, way better than the new album. Love it. You know, it is second second album is a grower. I couldn't get into it much in the beginning, but now I really like it, except for one song on Inhuman, something like that. I didn't like that too, but I love the song about Lemmy. Yeah, that that, that song is just so cool. Murder, like, Murder One. Yeah, it's not Motorhead yeah. sounding, and yet lyrically, it's very Lemmy. And, you know, Lemmy and them were close, you know, and fucking... Yeah. But, but, yeah, I still think the first album is, is stronger. Like, Atlas Rise is so full of so many killer riffs, and and uh, and I love um, Now That We're Dead and, and Halo of Fire. I mean, god damn, that whole first, first album is fucking... See, if they would have released that, you know, yeah. that long, that, you know, that's how Metallica should have done it. Then released this new album. Yeah, I remember. 
Yeah. I remember uh, Spit Out the Bone, Halo of Fire I liked, and I think Atlas Rise I liked too. I think Unhuman Kind is the one you were talking about you didn't like. Yeah, I didn't like uh, that one. But yeah, those, those three songs are all I remember. I don't even remember. I mean, I remember the title of the Lemmy song, but I, I don't remember the actual song. So I mean, you know, I actually put it on my phone. It just has, you know, a lot of times I do random. Uh, I'll, I'll do random until like a song really catches me. And then I'll go to the fucking, I'll play the full album. But uh, yeah, I need to check it out. It's which, a very which, killer riffy metal album. I love it. <laughs> I tried. I tried applying that same philosophy to uh, to the new uh, Iron Maiden, that Shitsitsu or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I gotta give it. You know, rap like some shit on there. I'm like, I gotta give it another chance. And every time a song comes up from that album, I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the ones that you like or not, you know, but the ones that come up, I'm like. Nope, this ain't helping your fucking cause. Not I like, I like, I like the long songs on that album. Yeah. Like the last yeah. two songs. Oh, like there's a song. short song. Well, I mean the real long ones, over ten minutes. There, there's three of them at the end of the album that's over ten minutes. I love them all, especially yeah. Death of the Self. That's like my favorite one. I think, but yeah, it, it's I, not I, a great I, album. Do, I, I do see a lot of people uh, hoping they play that one on the new tour. But I think the yeah. shortest song on there is still two days. It's st- it's still not a good album. I'm just saying. I yeah. love I love the the three tracks, of, the three long tracks, and I think there's another one I liked earlier oh. in the album. Oh God! What really blew my mind? I saw you did one of your uh, track by tracks, and it was uh, Dance of Death versus Final Frontier. I think. Oh, I ended up loving Dance of Death. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, I was shocked myself, dude. Oh, I, was I like, hated God, that this album. Oh, me too. Me too. And then, I, you know, I yeah. still owned it. And I had to listen to it for that track by track. And I was shocked. I was like, dude, this ain't bad. Yeah, I, I, I know, didn't like it back then. Funny. You know? What's funny, and it fits in with this, uh, with this episode, is uh, Metallica wanted to use that cover for 72 Seasons. But uh, they they ended up finding another one. You know, James James wanted to call it Luck the Turner, but he was voted out. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I think I, I think Luck the Turner is a better title. I do too. I do too. Mm. Seventy two seasons just sounds pretentious. It sounds like a Simon and Garfunkel album. Yeah, that's what I I, I like more is seventy two minutes of silence. Yeah. But, uh, all right, well, now it's time to go into Fan of the Week. And uh, Fan of the Week, to me, <laughs> and I just saw something right before we started recording. We just had the guy on the show, and boy, was he a fucking hit. I'm talking about the one and only Jeff Beers. Yes! <laughs> I saw he put a post, he's like, I love the new Metallica, man, it's rad! Yeah! <laughs> That guy guy is a fucking superstar, man. And I had no idea uh, until we had him on how beloved he is uh, on the page. Everybody loves Jeff. And you know, you know, I think that's so great. I I got something funny to say. Chuck Charles, I spoke to him, you know, like a week ago. And he was telling me, oh, Jeff Beers was awesome. Yeah, we're going to get him on my show. 
at first I was like, you're poaching one of our guests. But then I thought, well, it's not like anybody's going to watch his show. <laughs> hey, hey, if anybody can elevate fucking Freeform Rock Podcast. It's uh, Jeff Beers, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. He will steal the show. And, man, he was so much fun to record with. And, you know, I was telling Ralph ahead of time, talking to the listeners out here. You know, we never know what we're going to get with a new fan on the show. And, you know, you could be somebody, you know, we love you online, you know, and, and, you're, and you're really funny. But sometimes people get, you know, too nervous or, or they drink a little bit too much or they just aren't cut out for podcasts. You know, nothing against you personally, but not everybody's cut out for this shit. Man, the minute I, I talked to Jeff, I was like, oh, this is going to be golden. This is going to oh, yeah. be golden. And he was. He was great. I loved his upbeat attitude. And I love how much the fans are digging it, man. And uh, I've seen a lot of ni- nice response to uh, everybody's loving these new shows. And I, I saw one that was really good. Uh, you know, a nice review that said, even though we're shitting them out, the quality's there. They're loving every episode. And I, I fucking love that, man. Because we, we have. We've been busting our ass, you know, not only doing the fan shit, but, you know, doing shit like this. And, uh you know, it's just it's it's a it's an awesome time for the podcast. It really is because you guys are getting episodes like fucking crazy. Ralph and I are having a, a, a damn good time. I mean, we still got some fucking fan shit to struggle through, and I know the last episode was tough on Ralph, and we got some tough ones coming up. But uh, then it's going to be this whole new era for us where you're going to see us branch out and do all kinds of wild shit and. Uh, I just love that we are this long in the fucking tooth and everybody's still along for the ride, you know? That's oh, yeah. We are rocking it, brah. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this uh, honest review of Metallica, no fucking sheep here, come back next week when it's back to the fan paid episodes. Can't tell you which one's coming up first, but I can tell you the fans are to blame. But we'll make the most of it right here on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Oh, the horror.